Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. If one of your goals for 2020 is to rock your email marketing, then girl, I've got just the thing. Email marketing used to be a pain point for me because I have tried every platform out there. Now I use Flowdesk, a new platform that is changing the email marketing game. I could tell you a thousand reasons why I'm obsessed with Flowdesk, but you'll have to see for yourself. You will fall in love with the beautiful templates, easy to use interface, and having unlimited everything. That's right. If you get on board right now, you get unlimited subscribers, emails, workflows, and forms for life. And the best part, if you enter code Haley, you get all of this for only $19 a month. Again, for life. Seriously, just enter code H-A-Y-L-E-Y and you'll lock in a $19 a month subscription for an unlimited amount of everything Flowdesk has to offer for life. That's an unbeatable deal for your business and your peace of mind. 2020 is the year to change your email marketing. So head to Flowdesk, enter code Haley, and make it your best year in business yet. Welcome back, Females on Fire. Oh my gosh, I am so excited about today's episode. I can't even stress enough how excited I am. I am chatting today with the amazing Chloe Elise, who is now my new best friend, let's be honest. And we are going to talk all about getting out of debt, step-by-step, what you need to do. Chloe made it so freaking easy. And really quick, I just want to share with you who Chloe is and why she is the expert on getting out of debt. Chloe is a 24-year-old millennial money coach, like 24 years old, you guys. That's amazing. And she helps millennials pay off debt, get ahead in their finances, and save for those big future investments. Her whole journey got started with paying off over $36,000 of debt. Oh my God, you guys. In only 18 months and seeing how it transformed her life she decided to show other 20 and 30 somethings how to create that life for themselves too. Her mission is to make finances fun and easy for millennials and prove that you can enjoy your young adulthood and still get ahead with money. Chloe is an expert when it comes to negotiating, gaining confidence around money, and she advocates for her clients to optimize their finances instead of sacrificing the things that they love. She has mastered her personal and business finances, and that led her to grow her business to multiple six figures within her first year, you guys. 
And now she helps entrepreneurs make that really seamless jump from corporate by mastering their business finances too. Her clients are proof that you do not have to wait until you are 60 to have financial freedom and that it is totally possible to travel, save big, and become massively wealthy now because that's what we all want, right? Every single one of us want that financial freedom. We crave it. And that sometimes starts with getting out of debt, which is exactly why I brought Chloe here today. I am so excited for you to get her tips. You are going to want to close out everything else, grab a piece of paper and a pen because she is giving it to you so straight, so simple. You're going to want to write this down and take lots of notes. So tag us on Instagram after you hear this, because I know you are going to be loving it and already making a plan to get out of debt. But here she is, Chloe's advice, getting out of debt, get ready. You're going to love her. Hi, Chloe. Thank you so, so, so much for joining me on the show today. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I think I'm more excited just to no. have your energy on the show. I'm more excited. I'm <laughs> for sure more excited. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I definitely need your level of energy in the mornings. Like this is, this is amazing. <laughs> this is, um, my fiance gives me such a hard time because I am like, he makes fun of me for being like this excited about everything. I'm like, we have avocados. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is, I my, love it so this is my energy level 100% of the time. I love it. I think we all need like the friend like you that has this level of energy for sure. So it's the Enneagram seven in me. There is- you go. Yes. Yes. I love Enneagram girls. That's awesome. Yes. What are you? What are you in the Enneagram? I am a one. Oh my gosh. One. Perfectionist. I yep. love it. Yep. I absolutely. That is so me. <laughs> I go, I go to a seven though in like growth or whatever. I love it. Yeah. So I get you. We're on the same, you know, wavelength there. Heck yes. All right. Well tell everybody before we dive into this whole conversation about money and debt and all of these amazing things that I cannot wait to talk about. Tell everybody a little bit about you. How'd you get here? Definitely that whole story of you getting out of debt, just the whole thing. For sure. Absolutely. So I am, I was like the most normal college student. Um, if I would have rated my like level of knowledge around finances, I probably would have rated it like a one or a two at that point in college. Um, I worked really hard. I worked a lot of part-time jobs to pay for college and then pay for like food and, and fun. But I, no matter how much extra I worked or if I got a raise or if I picked up an extra job or I picked up an an extra shift, I always had nothing like zero was my normal. And I would just play the game where I would use my debit card until it declined. And then I'd be like, well, okay, I can't eat out today. Um, or I would be at the grocery store, my card would decline. And then I'd be like, oh, can you take these grapes then? I guess like that was the life that I lived and it was so stressful. It was so overwhelming. And I was constantly just in fear around money. And, um, this just went on. This was just my normal most of college until I finally got to this point where I had a lot of friends who they either didn't have jobs or didn't work a ton. And so they would go and do fun stuff, right? They'd like go to a a dinner, a fun dinner, they'd go out and I would miss it because I had to work. And I finally had this breakdown where I'm like, why am I working so much when I have nothing to show for it? 
Like I might as well not have a job and, and get to hang out with my friends and be broke than like not be able to hang out with my friends and still be broke. Right. And so I was like, there has to be something better out there for me. Like there has to be, I can't just like live like this forever because I noticed the pattern of, I would make more money, still have nothing. I would make more money. I'd still have nothing. And so I knew the answer wasn't more money. And but I didn't know what the answer was. And so I started Googling like how to get ahead with money, how to, and I didn't even care about debt at that point. Right. I was like, I just want to be able to like order a jumbo margarita without my card declining. Like that was my, that was my like why right at that point. And, um, and so this went on, I'm, I'm like Googling stuff and Google is like, open five credit cards and do this. And I'm like, is this good information? Is this bad information? I had no idea. I'm like checking out books, the library, I'm listening to podcasts and I'm trying all this stuff that doesn't work. And I'm like failing over and over. And I'm like, okay, this is so hard. This is the hardest. Sifting through information that was written for people in their fifties, right? It was like, here's how to, um, here's what to do with your mortgage and here's how to do this. And I was like, I just, I don't want, I don't need that information. I need to know how to get ahead as a 20 year old. I need to know how to manage money. And so I really struggled for a long time figuring out the answer to that. And finally, after, you know, trial and error and all of these things and courses and books and, um, you know, that, that's actually the point in which I started taking, I took my first money certification program just to learn. I didn't even want to teach one. I was just like, if it's a program where it's going to teach me to help others, I just want to help myself. Right. And so that was actually my first money certification program was when I was just trying to learn it myself. And, um, I finally started learning these things that worked and things that didn't. And that's like, you know, like you said in your intro, like I ended up paying off over $36,000 of debt in 18 months. Um, most of which when I was in college, um, and it changed everything for me. I didn't get a raise. I didn't pick up more hours. Like from where I was, I went from being broke to finally getting ahead. And I had that taste of freedom that was like, whoa, I made money work for me instead of constantly chasing after money. And I have to replicate that. So that's from there. That's when I started, you know, growing my savings and doing all this other stuff. And then I started helping my friends. I'm like, Hey, let me see those student loans. Let me see this. And I would help them do the same thing I was doing. And I was getting them the same exact results that I did for myself. And so from that point, I was like, no one is talking. Like I struggled so much to find good information that worked and was sustainable for millennials. I have to go out and teach this. And so that's really kind of my own financial journey, which then created this like purpose that I was like, I was made for this. Like I have to go and tell people that it doesn't have to be hard. Like it was for me. Like it can be really easy if they, you know, learn how to do this. And so that's where, you know, my company deeper than money was born. I love that you mentioned that you just like started where you were at, you know, like you didn't have to go get some huge, amazing raise. You didn't have to like change your entire lifestyle. You didn't have to go buy these like five courses or whatever. Like, yeah, it was, you know, you started where you were at and you learned what you needed to learn and you worked really hard at it. And I love that because I feel like so often, and this goes for like anything in business, you know, marketing, social media, all these things, but especially when it comes to money, I feel like we constantly feel like we have to buy something to get the result that we want. 
you have to go buy a course or take a certification or, you know, spend hours and hours and hours listening to podcasts and reading books and doing all of this stuff because, you know, time is money. And in the end, it's only going to get us like barely ahead if we can't get up the guts to ask for the raise or can't Mm -hmm. find a way to book more clients or get more customers or, you know, all of those things. And it's like, when people talk about money, I feel like a lot of the times it becomes a conversation about something else because Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, well, in order to get more money, I have to get more clients, which now this has turned into a marketing conversation. Yeah, You know, and so I, I feel like there's not enough people saying, no, here's how you get money by just worrying about your money. And so I love that that was kind of your story. I'm sure there's like a lot of things that went into paying off your debt and doing mm-hmm. and learning all of this stuff. But at the base of it, it was just you saying, okay, I can't live like this anymore. There's got to be something better. How do I learn about money? How do I learn to manage it? And you did, you learned to manage it better. And that's what got you out of debt. And that's what got you where you are with this business. And so I love that because it's so, I don't want to say simple, but it's simplified. Yeah, no, it totally is. And it's so great that you mentioned the like intertwinement of money and everything else, because it's so true. Like if I was being the realist, I would say, I'm not a money coach. I'm a dream coach. And I help women like live their best life and create the life they want. Because ultimately that's what money does when you know how to manage it. And when you know how to create it, like money is just the means of me helping women become more confident and get the life they want and quit their job or grow their business or whatever that end goal is for them. That's what I actually want, but helping them manage their money and learn the practical and the more like woo woo side of money, learning both of those is how they get there. You know? So I love talking about that. I love talking about that. You know, same with you, like you're teaching marketing, but you want them to learn marketing to get to whatever they're to create their dream business or do whatever they want. Like that's the end goal. And so it's so cool that, you know, talk about the different means of actually getting them where they want to. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love it so much. So I know we're going to talk about like getting out of debt and we'll get to that, but I want to make sure that we really cover, I don't want to say all the bases because I know there's so much that goes into that. It's so different for everybody, but I really kind of want to start with that mindset piece because I know there are so many excuses for like, oh, well, I can't get out of debt right now because X, mm-hmm. Y, Z. And so I kind of want to like speak into that a little bit first. So can you just kind of talk about, is there a mindset piece to this? Is, is there a money mindset that you need to get into to be prepared to get out of debt? And what are some of those like money blocks that you hear of a lot? Those like limiting beliefs mm-hmm. surrounding money and how can our listeners kind of find out if that's something that they have? And then um, you know, just sort of transition it over to a better mindset to start getting out of debt? Yeah, for sure. Amazing question. So the biggest thing that I, I personally believe is there's two sides to getting ahead with money. Um, the first is the practical. Like I'm very practical. I'm like, here's the process. Here are the tools you need. This money needs to be here. And this money, like I'm very big, I'm like the masculine energy of like, you know, freaking the spreadsheets, like let's figure this out. Um, but then on the other side, it's, there's so much that has to do with your mindset and your money blocks. And, um, for me and my journey, I only did the masculine energy side in the beginning. I was only process. I was only this, and I hit so many roadblocks because of the mindset stuff. Um, one of the craziest things. So this morning, actually I had a call at, you know, I have a group coaching program 
called the wealth accelerator. We had a call this morning. It's a group call. And we're going through the stuff and we're talking about stuff. And it's crazy to me. We're a couple of weeks in and so many of these women before this program, they're like, we're in a pandemic. This is, I'm so scared. Like money's leaving me. This is the worst thing ever. Right. And then we're two weeks in and we're really diving into this stuff on like the practical and the mindset. And everyone on the call was like, oh my gosh. So I, I'm going to start doing this. And I did this this week and like money came to me this way. And I had this, I had this. And I was like, this is so crazy that in the middle of, you know, a pandemic, in the middle of all these things going on, these women who two weeks ago with like, nothing has changed in their circumstances. Two weeks ago were so terrified. They thought there was going to be never enough money. They didn't know how they were going to get by. They didn't know all this stuff are now like so pumped up, so motivated, so excited, all this stuff. And like the biggest thing that's changed. Yes. is process. Yes. We've, you know, gotten some stuff figured out, but also it's mindset. And the biggest thing is that I love this quote. I, I wish I, I should like know who said this, but like what you focus on expands. And so the biggest thing when it comes to, especially right now is if all you think about is I, I'm going to lose my job or I lost my job. So there's no money and I'm not going to have this. And now I can't do this. And, and there's people are losing jobs and, and all of that that's all you're going to be focusing on. And that's what you're going to see more of. Um, but if we flip the script and that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to feel what you feel, like if you're sad or if you're struggling or if you're hurt, it's okay to feel that you're a hundred percent allowed to feel that. But when you're ready to leave that space and, and move forward and like get your power back, then what we have to do is say, what if I looked at this situation, like money is all around me. So I tell my clients all the time, if you have the belief that money is all around you and money is always flowing to you, you will start to see more of that. And it's one of those things that like, I, if I would have heard myself say this like three years ago, I would have been like, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's for sure all around. <laughs> like, you know, I would have been like rolling my eyes at myself, but it's one of those things when you put into practice, it's crazy. Um, my favorite way to do this is for a client of mine to tell me like, okay, tell me why you can't make money right now. Or tell me why you can't get ahead with money. And they'll be like, well, I am, I'm trying to think of like a good example. Okay. One of, um, we had a call last week and this girl's like, well, I do vocal lessons in person and I can't do them. And I'm like, okay, what if, so you can't do virtual. And she's like, well, yeah, you know, I, I could, but I just, I want to like grow my revenue right now. I was like, okay, what if you did, um, virtual for kids? Because there's a lot, probably a lot of moms at home right now who have kids who are like spending all their time on their, you know, iPads or whatever, who would love to get them on a, a zoom call and do like voice lessons, whatever. And she's like, I, I never thought of that. I would have never thought of that. And so she's like implementing that right now. She's had so many people sign up. It's crazy all because she was focused on, I was doing it one way and it stopped working and therefore I can't make money. When in reality, if we flip the script and, and said, Hey, making money's everywhere. So how can I make money in this situation? If you start looking through it through that lens, you start to see all of the ideas. Like I always joke that if you gave me like, uh, you know, I, in my little office, I have a whiteboard behind me. If I, if you said, okay, you have five minutes go. And I had a marker board on the wall. I, I would not stop for five 
minutes. I could probably go for 10 minutes. I could probably go for 30 minutes just writing tons of ways to make money right now. Um, and so it, it's just crazy like that. The more that we focus on ways to make money, the more there, those ways will appear. Um, and I'm very big on making money in ways that feel easy. So like, I don't care if it is, um, you know, like cashback apps. Like I use a ton of cashback apps where I get grocery, where I get gas, where like, I just get money back for doing that. And it's like, that's a great way to make, bring in more money or get creative about other ways. So, um, definitely a mindset shift because here's the thing, like once you shift that mindset, you still have to take action. If in that example, if she was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But then never created the zoom and never created the course. Of course it wouldn't have happened. So it takes both of them, but just shifting your belief to say, Hey, how can I look for ways that this will work instead of looking for ways it won't work? Everything, just everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you mentioned your client too, because it made me think of that. I I'm like, you I like have no idea who originally said this and I wish I did, but that age old thing. That's like the most dangerous sentence you can say is this is how we've always done it. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. I, yeah. Yes. I think that so applies. And that's what I thought of when you were telling that story about your client, because I think especially around money, mm -hmm. money, it goes for everything, but around money, it's so easy for us to sit back and say, well, I've always been broke. Yeah. I've always been poor. I've always had, um, this income. I've always, had these bills. I've always had to pay this. I've always whatever. And I think a lot of that, you know, I know there's a lot that goes into it about like how we were raised mm -hmm. and how our parents dealt with money. And we kind of saw that and, um, sort of brought that into adulthood. And then, you know, it's kind of like with you going through college, like a lot of us went through college, very, very broke. Yeah. And for you, it was, an awesome time of you being able to say, no, I've had enough of this. I'm done. Like what else is out there? How do I get better at this thing? But so many, you know, college students are coming out in the real world and going, okay, well, I've got this internship and I've got this entry level job and, and this is just where I'm at. And maybe I'll get lucky and get to buy a house by the time I'm 30. Yeah. But that's kind of it, you know, like I feel like, and this should be like required teaching yeah. in high school. I, I wish I, I was lucky enough to have my dad who was very much in the financial realm. And so taught us a lot about money, but I look at some of my friends and I'm like, why do you not know this stuff? Yeah. Like you're, you're like 27 years old. Why do you not know this? 100%. And so I, I wish it was required teaching, but I love that you mentioned that because it's just a great reminder that as with anything else, you do have to do like a mindset check-in and mm -hmm. say, okay, what is it that I'm saying to myself? that's going to prevent me from reaching this goal and how do I change it? Exactly. Um, another quote that is not mine and that I don't know where it's from. Um, I need to, have you ever, do you listen to, um, uh, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? Kristen Bell's husband, Dax. I can't think of Shepard. Okay. Dax Shepard. Yes. His, oh yes. I love like, him. He does like a fact checker at the end where he's like, yep. this is where I need that. Like everywhere I go, I need a fact checker being like, here's where yes. the quote's from Chloe. Um, <laughs> but another quote that I love is you think like where you're from, you think like where you're yes. from. And so, um, so often, and, and this, here's the crazy thing. So most of our money beliefs are set in stone by the time we're seven, eight years old. And so you grow up and your like behind the scenes, subconscious beliefs are so ruling your decisions, like without you knowing it, unless you're consciously updating them. And so what happens 
is you will be in scenarios that are completely different. Maybe you moved to a new city and you're at a new job and you're an adult and you're making your own decisions, but you were still thinking and therefore acting because, you know, a lot of our beliefs drive our thoughts, which drives our, you know, results and our actions. Um, but we'll be thinking like we used to, which will create similar results. And it's an ego check for sure. It's totally an ego check. And, um, there are times, and I, I made a post about this a couple of weeks ago, but this is actually a phenomenal time to check in on your money beliefs, because a lot of times when you are comfortable, your money beliefs stay hidden, right? They're like, Oh, don't look at me. I'm in the background. But when <laughs> stress comes up, they pop up like, you know, that game, like whack-a-mole where like the mole pops up and you have to like hit it with a hammer. That's yeah. your money beliefs right now. When you are under stress, your money beliefs will pop up. So whatever your thoughts are right now, when you're overwhelmed about money, that's a money belief. So if a thought pops up, that's like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to have enough. That's a money belief. If a thought pops up, it's like, I knew it. Money was going to leave me. I knew it. I knew I was going to go broke. That's a money belief. And so identify those. This is a great time to be like, whoa, what do I actually think is true about money? Because once you can identify them, you can decide to update them. Um, and that's a cool thing. It's a choice. There are beliefs that I hold that I will not change. I don't want to let go of them because I'm choosing them. Like I believe that all people are created equal. I, I don't, that's not a money belief I want to change because I firmly stand by it. But there right. are money beliefs like the belief that um, you have to work really, really hard for money and you'll still never have anything to show for it. That's a belief that I had as a kid that I don't want anymore. I don't want to choose that because if I choose that, that's going to show up in my life. I don't want that to show up in my life. I want to, sure, I still work hard, but I also want making money to be easy. I want it to be fun. I want it to be flowy. And so you have to check your beliefs to update them to what you want. So an easy example of this, I see this all the time. People will hate on something that they want, right? They'll be like, oh my gosh, my friend just bought this Louis Vuitton purse. I cannot believe she spent $2,000 on a purse. And I'll be like, okay, so what are you mad about in that scenario? Are you mad that she spent that money? Are you mad that what? Well, because that like, <clears throat> that's just so much money. Okay. So you're, you're mad about someone spending a lot of money. Do you, in a perfect world, if I could snap my fingers, let's say, you know, you won the lottery, would you spend a lot of money? Well, well, yeah. That, okay. So you want a lot of money. You want to be able to spend a lot of money, but you're hating on someone who is spending a lot of money. That means that what you actually want is rubbing up against a belief because that belief you hate that people are spending money because you think it makes them greedy or you think it makes them selfish or you think it makes them whatever, then you are not going to be able to get a lot of money. You're not going to be able to build that wealth for yourself while simultaneously hating on people who have that wealth or are building wealth. And so we have to look in and really identify that stuff for us because no matter how many tactical tips that you take, you have to also be believing that this is possible for you. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So good. So, so good. I love it. I think we could probably spend the entire episode just talking about money mindset, but 100%. we will get into <laughs> a few of the tips on getting out of debt since I know that's what I brought you here for, but who knows, maybe we'll just have to have you back on the show at some point. Fine. Um, fine, fine. <laughs> I'll have to convince you. So we've gotten through a little bit of the mindset piece. And now let's say that our listeners have 
gotten that down. They've identified those money blocks and they are working to move past them. Now what, like, what is step one of getting out of debt? Because I know, especially if it's something you have a lot of, and you've got a lot of different kinds of debt, like, you know, student loans and credit card debt, and maybe even a mortgage or whatever, it can be extremely daunting to look at and go, okay, where do I start? So what is your advice for those first couple steps of deciding how to get out of debt? Absolutely. So the biggest thing is to, you have to know where you're at. If I called you and I'm like, Hey, Haley, can you book me a plane ticket to Paris? What's the first thing you would ask me? You'd be like, well, where are you right now? Like what airport do you need to leave from? Um, because I can't get to Paris unless you know, you know, you know, I'm arriving in Paris, but where am I departing from? And a lot of people want to start with where are they going? They're like, okay, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go here but they don't want to take a real look at where they're at. And so the first thing is allowing yourself to take that look with while being detached from it. You are not your debt. You are not your money mistakes. You are not your, um, you know, student loans. You are not those things. And so if you can allow yourself to take a look at those numbers without making it making you feel guilt, making you feel shame, making you feel hopeless, you know, that's step one, um, releasing that guilt and shame and then taking a good look at where you're at. Um, a lot of people don't actually know their numbers. They're like, Oh, I make about 35,000 or I have about a hundred thousand in student loans. But in reality, that hundred thousand dollars in student loans is actually broken up into 10 smaller student loans or, you know, their credit card debt is actually at, you know, they think, oh, I, I don't really know my interest. I'm, I'm sure my interest is about 10%, but it's actually at 20. Like you have to know the specifics about where you're at to start to get the ball rolling on where you want to go. So that's number one. Um, and this can be easy. Like a lot of people assume like, oh, you know, I do this a lot. Oh, I'm bad with math. I'm bad with numbers. I'm like, I can't do like, I'm serious. I'm, if I'm sitting at the table and I have to do math, I'm like, I yelled at my fiance. I'm like, Shay, 17 plus 12. Like I, I I'm terrible at mental math. I use my <laughs> phone calculator. I use my freaking iPhone phone calculator for 90% of my math. I'm serious. Um, so you can just get a piece of paper and a pencil and write where am I at at the top? Okay. And then write income and figure out what you make actually. And if you're like, well, it fluctuates cool. What did you make last year? What are you projected to make this year? Like you can break it down that way. Then go into what is my debt? What is my credit card debt? How much do I have exactly in debt? What's the interest rate? Okay. Go to the next one. How much do I have on that card? What's the interest rate? Then go to student loans, all of them, not just one general one, but let's say they're broken down. I want every single loan and it's interest rate broken down. Um, if you have any personal loans, if you have a car loan, like everything I want on one piece of paper, because once you know that, then we can create a plan. Um, so let's say you list that all out. You're like, okay, then we want to prioritize stuff. The first thing, the first thing I want you to ask yourself, I I literally just did record a podcast on this yesterday afternoon. This is like fresh in my mind. Um, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) the first thing I want you to ask yourself is, are you okay right now? Are you okay? Because what I'm seeing a lot right now is, you know, maybe you lost your job or something threw you off financially and you are 
stressed about paying off your student loans when I want you to focus on getting by right now. I want you to focus on how can I, you know, make some money, you know, online doing like, you know, oh my gosh, there's so many, you can transcribe, you can be a VA, you can do a million things. How can I bring in some extra dough, take surveys, whatever. How can I bring in some extra dough so I can buy groceries and I can pay rent. I can like be good now. If that is what you need, don't focus on anything else. Focus on that. Okay. If you're like, nope, I'm good. I check that box off. I can pay for that stuff. I'm good. Cool. Then let's move on to step two. Step two is, do you have some sort of savings that is between you and step one? AKA, if you did lose your job or if you had a big expense, would you be back to step one, which is, I don't, I'm not okay. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. I don't know how I'm going to pay groceries or whatever. So we need some sort of savings. Some people call it like a little emergency fund that is a buffer between you and number one, step number one. So I like to see between one to three months of expenses, depending on your risk. So if you are like living at home in your parents' basement, that's super low risk. So maybe you just need like one month of expenses. If you are a single mom of three, then we definitely, you know, living in your own home, then we definitely want to see three months of expenses in that little emergency fund. So it kind of depends on your risk, um, but somewhere around there, one to three months of expenses. Once you have that, and the reason people are like, but shouldn't I get started on my debt right away? And it's like, here's the thing. I would love to just say, sure, let's go. Let's tackle debt. But if you pay like Navient, okay, Navient is like a student loan play or a student loan company. If I pay Navient for my student loans, and then all of a sudden I need $500 because my car breaks down, I can't just like, hey, Navient, call Navient up. I'm like, hey, girl. Um, so I know I sent you that. Could I get that back real quick? I'm going to pay for my car and then I'll give it back to you next week. No. Navian's like, no, girl, you paid that. It's over. It's over, sister. So we want to have some buffer because the last thing you want is to be like, ooh, look at me. I'm paying off debt. And then you're like, oops, psych. Now I'm back in more debt because you had to put the car on your credit card. And so we want to have that buffer just for your sanity, because that's going to really create some um, security for you. But also, so we keep momentum. Once we're paying off debt, we don't have to go back. We might pause for something, but we don't ever have to take a step back. So definitely want to have that. Then step number three, do you have, what's your highest priority debt? What's your highest priority debt to pay off? Maybe it's student loans, maybe it's credit card, but I like to go off of the highest interest rate, which for millennials is most likely credit card debt. Um, Like 90% of the time, if you have credit card debt, that's probably going to be the highest priority um, because like the average credit card um, interest rate for millennials is like over 20%. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Um, And so I would just rank them. You have them written on your piece of paper. Now I under on a second piece of paper on the same piece of paper, I want you to write my priority list. You're going to write number one. If you need to just get ahead, right? Get ahead. Okay. That's, that was number one, like pay for groceries, all that good stuff. Once that's checked off, we're going to go to number two, that, that little baby emergency fund. Once that's done, then we're going to go to number three. That's what we're talking about now. What is your number three? Look at that list. What's the highest interest rate that you want to get taken care of first? Um, Or if you have interest rates that are very similar, let's say you don't have credit card debt, but you just have student loans and all of your student loans are like three, 4%. Okay. If they're all super similar, then we want to start with the smallest amount. 
Okay. If you have a $500 loan or a thousand dollar loan, start there. So then that would be highest priority. So that would be number three. Then I, I don't care if you go to priority number 20, I don't care how many you do, but I want you to list out all of your debt in order of highest priority to pay off to lowest. Okay. List it all out. Then you're going to go in and say, okay, I need to live my life in between this, right? Like you're not just going to like eat, sleep, breathe, and then pay off debt. You're, I, I want you to still be able to have fun. I want you to, when the world opens up to be able to, you know, take a vacation or, um, I, I don't know, like do whatever. I want you to be able to do that. That's the biggest mistake I see, especially for millennials is they don't choose a sustainable way to pay off debt. It has to be sustainable because if it's not, you will not do it. It won't happen. And it's going to just not be fun either. And I'm a seven on the Enneagram again. And so everything <laughs> has to be fun. Um, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. So, um, yeah, so we want to create that list and then say, okay, so my first priority is to that emergency fund check. Second priority is to pay off my highest credit card. Next priority is then my first student loan. Then we're going on a vacation. So I'm going to save for that vacation. Then I'm going to go back to my student loans. Okay. So we create a list that is truly sustainable and gets you the end result faster than you think while also you're allowed to live your life. Love this. Oh my God. You made it sound so easy. Like it is girl. It yeah. gets to be easy. Seriously. Like you said this in the beginning, it is, it gets to be simple. It gets to be simple. It doesn't have it. to be all these crazy equations and yes. you know, you don't have to be an, a financial expert or a math wizard. Like it gets to be easy. So I'm, I'm so happy that, that it came across like that. It did. It really did. It, I mean, I think when people think about paying off debt, they never want it to be simple. You know, like, I think we secretly like want it to be difficult because then we don't have to deal with it. You know, like yeah. if it's difficult, then I can just claim that it's difficult and I can avoid it. But you made it exactly to just sit down and make like a checklist, like here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, yeah. like knock it out. But what would you say to the people who are really claiming that they don't have the extra money to put toward debt. Like maybe they've got the emergency fund. They know that they're taking care of right now. So they sort of completed that step one and step two. But when it comes to step three, they're making lots of excuses for where that money is going and why they can't put it toward debt. Do you mm -hmm. have any tips for like where to look to cut back or how to sort of find, I know earlier you mentioned like cash back apps and things like that, yeah. but what's your kind of advice to those people? Yeah. Um, my, I always joke that I, and, and I stand by this. I have once ever, ever met someone who I go, I look at their finances and I don't tell them, Oh, here's how you do this. Like they're right. Every single person thinks they're the exception. They're like, no, 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 girl, Chloe, you do not know my situation. You don't know where I'm at. <laughs> like I have not. And I'm like, okay, cool. Show me your finances. And I'm like, okay, here's what you need to do for this. Here's what you need to do for this. Bada bing. There's an extra hundred bucks. Like every single time I'm like, somebody challenged me on this because I guarantee I don't care what, like what your situation is. I know we can find ways. We can totally find ways to do it. So if you have a situation where you're like, I'm so backed in a corner, like I don't have extra, 
I'm not just blowing this on, you know, my Amazon shopping like Chloe, because Chloe like loves her. I love my Amazon, but, um, you know, I don't have that extra. So what do I do? The biggest thing is to sit down. There's two ways. Again, let's keep it simple. You can either bring in more money or decrease your spending, like decrease your expenses. Two ways. People are like, no, there's a secret. No, no, no. Those are the two ways. However, it doesn't have to be restrictive. When I say like cut down on expenses, I don't mean stop buying organic food or stop doing whatever that thing is that you love and that you cherish so much. Um, I don't want you to give that up, but, but there is leniency. I know there is in one of those two for you. It might be, you need to bring in more money for you. It might be, Hey, there's ways to cut down on the expenses. Um, the easiest, I would say my top three, like easiest ways to do this without giving up stuff that you love. Number one is negotiation. Um, I am like the negotiating queen. I negotiate absolutely everything, seriously, everything. Um, and it's the easiest way because people don't realize that it's possible. Um, you know, they'll look at their phone bill, cable bill, car insurance and say, well, those, I can't just pay less on those. I'm like, why not? <laughs> why, why can't you? Um, and so call those, call those places. If you have, um, you know, let's start with, um, car insurance. Okay. So zebra, I think it's zebra.com, but if you just Google zebra, like the animal, um, it's a free online app and, or it's free online website. You just type in your information. Like you say, how old you are, if you are, what kind of car you drive, where you live, and it will tell you the average car insurance. So if that is lower than what you're paying, meaning you're paying well above the average, call your car insurance company and say, Hey, um, I just did an online quote that says the average is X amount. You know, I'm definitely going to be considering looking at other places to see what else is out there. I would love to stay with you, but would you be able to match that? There you go. There's an extra four 40 bucks a month. Let's say they lower it 40 bucks that you can now put towards debt. Okay. Super simple. Um, same thing with, uh, here's another example because I could go on about everything you can negotiate like all the time. Um, but another example, cable, um, this is the easiest switch, especially nowadays. Like it's so simple, but there are so many online apps that will supplement cable depending on what your preferences are. So, um, like for us, we don't have cable, but we have, I think we pay for two apps a month and that equals like the things we needed. So we, um, we love, I mean, we like love shows. We love shows, but also the biggest thing was if we canceled cable, my fiance like loves sports and stuff. And so we needed we're like, okay, then we'll just buy the sports. What are, I don't even know ESPN. I don't know. I don't even know what it is, <laughs> yeah. um, but we buy a sports thing, but it's way cheaper than getting all the cable. So it's like, that is, we technically gave up cable, but we have everything we want. It's not like, oh my God, we're so sad. We sacrificed cable. It's like, no, we have the, all the channels we watch anyway, but now we just do it via like YouTube TV and, um, whatever sports app that is. And so things like that, where it's like, how can I change what I'm doing without giving up what I love? Um, so finding swaps like that. Um, and then, you know, third thing, cash app, cash back apps. Like I love them. If you're already going to the grocery store, guess what? You can get cash back. If you're already buying stuff at other places, you can get cash back. Um, if you buy stuff on Amazon, 
another great, um, it's actually like a plugin on your, uh, internet or your like Google, whatever. And it's called join honey. Do you use it? Yes. I love that. Okay. Perfect. That's an easy one. It literally pops up in your browser. And if you're checking out, it will tell you if there's that exact, um, thing at a lower cost somewhere else. Every, like, it's so easy. You're not doing anything. Like that is my big thing that I really disagree with a lot of financial gurus who will tell you like, stop having cable, pay off your debt, stop doing this, pay off debt. And it's like, no, I don't believe that because it's not sustainable. If you hate the process, you're going to give up on it or you're going to become resentful. I want you to enjoy the process. I want you to love the process. I want you to fun in the process. And it takes you sitting back and looking at your, your bills, looking at your expenses and saying, how can I change things or tweak things or negotiate things or do this so I can find extra income and still keep what you love and keep what you prioritize. Um, and then same thing when it comes to bringing in money, like that's kind of the like cutting expenses. But when it comes to bringing in money, there's a million things. Um, I kind of want to do this just for fun, just to kind of like prove a point to people. But there are so many online places, like I said earlier, where you can transcribe. There's like, um, I think it's usertesting.com where you get paid to just test websites. There's um, like playlists where you can listen to Spotify playlists and like rate rate them and rate songs and then get paid. There are um, video game testing things there. And none of those things, you need degrees. And so if you're someone who you're like, I have to have, like, I need to bring in more money. What if you dedicated an hour, one hour, five times a week, and you did that stuff? Like there's an extra couple hundred bucks a month that then you can throw towards debt. And so, you know, just having that growth mindset of how can I look at this situation and either decrease these expenses or increase this income in a way that's not like, how can I give up all the stuff I love? I love that so, so much. Oh my gosh. I'm just like over here shaking my head <laughs> the entire time. Um, but I, I love that because I always tell people like, if you don't like what you do, change what you do. Yep. And I'm usually saying it in terms of if you don't like the job that you're in, or you're not really passionate about what you're doing, but I think it applies to this too. Like if you don't like what you do, change what you do. So 100%. don't like the idea of cutting cable, then like, like you said, like find another way for you yeah. to get, it's not like you're actually attached to cable. You're just attached yeah. to the shows that you watch. Exactly. To find another way to watch them. So I love that. I love that so much. Those are great, great tips. And this has been, oh my gosh, I, I could sit here and go on with you all day. Number one, <laughs> I could pick your brain all day because I know our <laughs> listeners have a thousand questions, but also I just love your energy and love getting to talk to you. So oh my gosh, I could keep you all day. day. <laughs> yep. I could keep you all day, but I won't. Um, but this has been amazing. Like, I think these are amazing, not even just first steps, but like really building blocks to getting out of debt. And we covered a little bit of money mindset. And I just, I love the whole conversation. I'm so excited for our listeners to hear this. Good. So before we officially close out the show, I want to do a fun little lightning round with you that I just like to close the show with. Cause I think it's more fun than just being like, Hey, thanks for coming. So are you ready? Yes. I'm so ready. Let's do it. All right. Number one, what does your morning routine look like? My gosh, my morning routine is I wake up. Um, usually when my dogs wake us up, um, around like seven 38, we take the dogs on a long walk. 
we come back, usually have a smoothie. I do my morning gratitude. And then, um, me and my fiance will like have the morning kind of together. And then we'll start the day at like 10 o'clock. Usually that's my morning. And it's like my favorite part of my day. I love that. I love it. We, we have a dog too. And so I'm always just like, yeah, well, he pretty much dictates everything. Oh, so yeah. we, you know. we absolutely, and we just got a new puppy on Thursday. So we have had one I dog. Saw for, that. I oh saw my gosh. That on she's Instagram. the love of my life. She's the love. I, I love my dogs. I'm like, I hope seriously, I don't know how she, my fiance and I, we want to have kids someday. Like we're, you know, I'm um, not now, but someday and we're, we always joke, like, how are we going to love our human babies as much as we love our dogs. Literally like, my thoughts every day. Oh my God. Children. <laughs> like we love them so much. And so hundred same. We're like, what do the dogs need? What, you know, do they need another walk? Do they want to go here? Like wh- whatever they want. Like that's, how, that's how we plan our day. That is literally a hundred percent me and my husband. We like talk to our dog. Like he's an actual human child. Absolutely. And like there's no way we're ever going to love anything more than this. No, there's nothing, no nothing will ever trump my love for my dog. Yep. They might be equal, but more. No, yeah. I don't think so. Absolutely not. 100% <laughs> I love no. it. I love it. We are so alike. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. Number two, what is the last book that you read? My gosh. The last book that I read was, um, actually by Russell Brunson.com secrets. Yes. That's Uh, it's super. I wish I had like a cool, but it was, it was really good. Um, the book I read before that though, I would recommend to you and to anyone, like I really enjoyed .com secrets. Um, but the book, the last book I read that left me freaking minds blown was E myth. Yes. That oh one my gosh. Me, oh my gosh. That one just blew my mind. So I feel like that has been coming back. I read it a long time ago and lately I feel like everybody's talking about it again. And so I'm like, I feel like I'm being told to go read it again. Yeah. Like- I just read it for the first time, probably like, I don't know, a couple months ago. So and good. I was like, Oh, it's so wow. Oh my, oh my gosh. It was so, so freaking good. It is everybody I talk to about that book. They're like, it's life-changing. And I'm like, yeah, I it know. Really is. Like, it really is. Yeah. It's one one of those books that just literally changes the way you look at everything. It's insane. Love it. All right. Number three, what is one thing that you recommend to everybody? So like a product you love or a service that you use an item you can't live without, like whatever you want, but something that you just feel like everybody has to have. Oh my gosh. Um, probably I have like so many. I'm like, how do I narrow this down? (laughs) Um, I, I get my, um, dry shampoo and my fake tanner from the same company. And I'm obsessed with it because I, this year, one of my big goals was to go all non-toxic products. And I struggled for a long time trying to find dry shampoo that didn't have toxins in it and was like a good dry shampoo. And also, um, like, a look tanning lotion, And I struggled for so long. I tried so many products I didn't like. So I finally found like two products that I'm like, I like these even better than the one, the toxic ones I used to use. And so those are probably my two, my go-to it's, um, the brand is beauty by earth and I'm obsessed with it. Love it. And you can also get them on Amazon. Hot take. take. There you go. There (laughs) you go. Perfect. Nice and easy. Love it. Those are great. I love that. All right. Last lightning round question. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh my gosh. That's so, that's so hard. Um, 
Oh my gosh. Um, the two I'm thinking of like off the bat are like so inappropriate, but, um, I think the, the biggest one that I like always come to is my dad from, from our childhood would always say like, it's the journey, not the destination. And, um, again, I hate, I hate how much I say this, but as a seven, I'm very much, um, thinking of the future. I'm like, I'm, I'm totally a visionary. I'm, I'm already thinking about like 10 years from now, my big dreams, my big goal, which is awesome. Um, but so often I'm so laser focused on the destination that I forget to just like sit back and, and love the journey. Um, and so it sounds so cheesy, but I can remember like when I was at my corporate job and, and in the grind of entrepreneurship. And I was just like, so focused on, I'm, I'm going to build this company. I'm going to go full time. I'm going to do this, that I would have to remind myself, like, this is such a fun time. Like, this is such a fun time of celebrating like this stuff. And so, you know, I, I love that. And I love recommending that to people of, you know, I love being laser focused on the destination, but like, don't forget to just enjoy the journey, like enjoy the hard part enjoy the grind, enjoy all that stuff. Cause it's going to make the destination so much sweeter. I love that. That's so good. And kudos to your dad for such great advice. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's a good way to end it. I love it. All right, Chloe, tell everybody where they can find you because I know after this conversation, they are going to want to go check you out <laughs> online. So where do you want them to check you out? Follow along. What are you promoting right now? All the yes. Things. Oh my gosh. Well, I am deeper than money on everything. Um, I have deeper the money on Instagram, deeper period than period money. Um, I have a free Facebook group that I do live coaching every Wednesday. So if you have follow-up questions, that's a great place. Um, I have a podcast, deeper the money podcast, but like, seriously, any I'm on, t I, I crush it over on TikTok. Just kidding. I don't crush it, but I love to think <laughs> I do. I love yes. TikTok. I think TikTok is so fun. It's like such a creative outlet Agreed. Um, that it's just like, it's killing me. I'm so just happy about TikTok. But, um, so TikTok, like LinkedIn, Pinterest, like all the things, but I'm super social on social media. So if you have follow-up questions, whatever, like, don't be afraid to slide in my DMS, um, go in the Facebook group, ask questions because I, I love, um, providing content. I love creating content that you want to hear and answering questions. Um, I also do, um, we are having a really big sale this week, um, on my negotiation playbook. We talked about negotiating earlier in, um, the podcast, but a lot of people, their follow-up question is like, okay, I want to negotiate, but like, how do I do it? What, what do I say? Um, and so I created a playbook on over 20 templates, like credit card interest rate and your cell phone bill. And like all of these things where it's the exact script that you call and say to them or the exact email that you email, things like that. Um, and it's usually 49, it's on sale for 39 and it literally pays for itself right away. So, um, again, you don't need that to negotiate, but if you're like, how do I do it? Definitely a great <laughs> recommendation to go and get. Um, but yeah, other than that, come hang out with me. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, I love being tagged and stuff. So like tag me. I love it. Makes me so happy. Love it. And we will link like hopefully all of that in the show notes <laughs> and sure. def definitely link the negotiation playbook and all of that stuff so that you guys can go grab it in the show notes and know exactly where to go, but definitely follow Chloe online, follow her on Instagram, tag her. She's amazing. You'll love her content. I know I do, <laughs> but Chloe, thank you so much just for, you know, giving us your time and your expertise and sharing all of these really amazing tips. I 
posted on Instagram before we did this episode that I was already excited about this episode, even though we hadn't done it yet. And it absolutely lived up to expectation for me because you are such a fun personality to talk to. And you made this so, so simple for our listeners. And I love that. I love just like high quality step-by-step advice. And that is what you gave. So thank you so, so, so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me today. This was so much fun. Well, ladies, that's it for this time, but don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast, then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.